Go Lions, hashtag 2023 Grand Finals. Yeah, that time of the week where it's now renamed the Davo and Robbo Show. Was it the yeah. Robbo and Davo Show? I can't remember, Mitch. It just depends who's the bigger name. So I'll probably say it'd be the Davo Robbo. that starts it off and then Robbo comes in, just slides in the back. Biggest question of the week, and it comes down to what happened over the weekend. Morningside and Wilston Grange, you were making your debut for the Panthers, and you got home after the siren. Yes, I was actually pretty nervous going to this game because, I, I don't know, when you come to like a lower league, there's so much expectation on you to play like an AFL player. So I haven't played AFL since September last year. Went up to Darwin, played up there, played pretty well, but... Um, getting tagged a fair bit and then before the bounce even started I was getting whacked into and the bloke actually told me that oh remember seeing me out in the valley one night I told you I was going to tag you and I was like oh my god I must have been drunk because I did not remember that (laughs) so yes it was um, a very physical game Um, I was getting hit from behind and the back pushed tackled all the above and um, played pretty well in the end Um, and then we got the W on the siren which which made for a good vlog content so I was happy with the boys for that all right, then. Um, one of the other games you were involved in winning after the siren was Zach Bailey against Collingwood, and that uh, rivalry reignites this Thursday night, Easter oh, Thursday. Oh, it does. Yeah, that's the only other game I've been involved in, big Zach Bailey. I was involved in that play, gave it to Richie, the best kick in the comp, and then he hit up Bales and he put it through in celebration. So it actually kicks out of the season, to be honest. I think it was last year or before. Um, but, yeah, there's a very, very big game tomorrow night for the Brisbane Lions, or Wednesday night. Thursday night it is. Uh, it is sold out. We do have tickets to give away a double pass, 13-13-55. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on AFL. And, Robbo, before I ask you, I'm, I'm going to put it to those listening. Chris Fagan, does he need to start making some tough calls when it comes to coaching and the big names? I'm talking about Danaher. I'm talking about Eric Hipwood. Because between them, as we heard from Jonathan Brown, three contested marks all season. Robbo, your thoughts? Yeah, I think the next step in his um, development as the head coach is definitely putting them on notice at least. Um, we don't know what's going on inside the four walls in terms of the conversations that are happening, or that they're having around all the media because you see a lot of it in the media at the moment, especially in Brisbane, not just... You know, we kind of get um, shunned away from what's happening down in Victoria, but it's actually a massive talking point where everyone was building up the lines, including myself, to be a grand finalist or thereabout this year and the start of the season one and uh, two. And the two losses themselves have, haven't been, you know, great. Um, Port Adelaide and then Bulldogs last week when uh, you'd think that the, the Lions would have got the win. So, yeah, with, with players, and I know it's been the forward line they've been talking about a lot, um, and everyone can say, you know, the midfielders haven't been given civil service, but the contested mark thing is is usually on the, on the player themselves, not just the kick that's coming in. So uh, hopefully he's put a few of them on notice. I know that um, they are tough decisions to make. Um, do they have anyone else to come in from the VFL to play those roles? I think they do. But um, I, know, I know for a fact, and talking from experience, when, when, you, when you feel like you're playing for your career and it depends on it, uh, you see a shift in attitude and whether it be forward line pressure, chasing, tackling, all the things that aren't sexy, those are the things that I think the Lions really need to pick up in. Um, and hopefully, if not tomorrow night, then I, if I don't get it done tomorrow night, I'm not sure what they're, what they're going to look at. But, yeah, I think maybe some VFL time or along those lines would be for some of the boys. 
Well, I mean, that's human nature, isn't it? You get put on notice, you hopefully have that uh, intensity lift and performance lift. Who are some of the VFL players that, that could or should come in? Yeah, we've got Tom Fullerton in there. He's a, he's a tall forward. He's also relieving Ruckman. I know they, they've been playing two rucks of late. I think Darcy Fort might have got subbed off last week for, for Dylan Robertson, who came in. Um, I'm not sure that the double ruck is the way to go. I know they had to use it against Melbourne Demons because of Gorn and, and Grundy, uh, and they won that game. So, yeah, we've got Kyle Lohman as well, who's in there. I know Jackson Pryor played really well in the, in the half that he had. He had eight touches and two goals, but... Yeah, Kyle Lohman is one of those players that I think who can come in and really rejuvenate that group. He he, he debuted last year and played some good footy, then then hurt his ankle pretty bad, then struggled to get back in the team. But I think they just need to bring some um, you know firepower in terms of attitude, like they will just come in there and get a job done because it's, it's not just the big guys, the small guys have got to provide some um, you know mm. forward line pressure and tackle and and you know that grunt that they that we've been showing for the last couple of years that you know get the ball on the forward line and we lock it in there. It doesn't come out as easy as it does. So. That's uh, definitely what they'll be looking at. And when, Robbo? I mean, it's only three games. Do we just have yeah. to put it in perspective and go, hang on, let's just take a breath. It is only, well, we're about to come into round four. When does this end become imperative that a change happens? Well, I'd say within the next two weeks. They've got, obviously, a big game Thursday night against uh, Collingwood. Easter Thursday, it's sold out, as you mentioned. It's probably going to be the most watched game for a while, um, I'd say if, if, if it goes the same way on Thursday night, then there has to be some conversations around that um, and looking at some new forward line structures. And I know, I know it's, a, it's a tough one, but it's the way that it's looking. But the good thing for the Lions, if they do lose next we- uh, this weekend, they've got three very winnable games in North, uh, Giants and Frio. Unfortunately, they're all away. Um, the North games are the Adelaide, uh, in Adelaide Oval or Adelaide Area Hills, I think it says, the which is the, for the gather round. And then they've got Giants and Frio. So they're, they're all three winnable games. So they can even up the, the win-loss ratio there with those. But um, I, th- I think soon, if it, if it keeps going the way it's going. 13-13-55-0467-736-736. Lions fans, when should Chris Fagan pull the trigger? Does he need to pull the trigger to put a rocket, send a notice, put his forwards, put his team on notice? Robert, you mentioned Ruckman and Darcy Fort with Oscar McEnig. I reckon the big O is the Lions' most underrated player. Oh, 100%. He, he, playing with him, he's the most selfless player as well, I, I, it's hard to grow taller around him because he's seven foot bloody tall. But he, he does all the stuff that's, that players don't enjoy doing. He, he gets bashed up every game in ruck contests, puts his body on the line, um, and he follows up and chases like the big men can't do, but he actually does that. So he, he's actually, I'd say this, he's probably the heart and soul of that, of that club. Um, and he's in the leadership group now, which is really good because he's always been a very quiet, um, passive bloke, and he's very... Um, apologetic and everything he does which is uh, I think it's a flaw but it's actually pretty funny the way he goes about it like if if he doesn't do something on the field he'll apologize for it that's not even his fault um, but he, uh, he's one, he's been one of the best pickups for the Lions in a long long time in terms of Ruckman that we you know we had Steph Martin who was on the way out and they brought him in and he, he just hasn't played a bad game to today. On the flip side, Collingwood coming with zero Ruckman. Uh, it looks like Dan McStay could be used. And you played in that game, what was it, the Richmond final at the Gabba where the big O was sort of knocked out after, I think, five minutes. And Dan <laughs> yeah. McStay came in and, and held his own in the Ruck. Can, can you see DMAC being Collingwood's Ruckman this weekend? And could that be where the game is won and lost? Yeah, they've been hit with a few injuries, Collingwood, um, and they still seem to perform that last quarter um, on the weekend versus Richmond with, D- with Dan McStay in the ruck. 
Big O is a big guy. I know that he's probably going to win 95% of these contests, but it's, it's the follow-up work that Maka provides in terms of being able to get around the ground. And, and he's, kind of a, he's kind of an awkward hype, but he can still play like a, a medium, medium-type player as well with the way that he's, a, he's agile and he can pick up the ball and still chase and tackle. So I don't see him winning too many contests in the ruck against, um, against Big O, but um, it's just, his follow-up's going to be the one that's going to have to provide some more spark. But in saying that, D-Mac's best game for the Lions last year was, was that final, um, and that's probably what got him the huge contract down at the Pies. All right, we're going to get you to stand by because Vanessa is here with a, a news hit. But I want you to have a think about this, Robbo, just while we take a quick break. I want you to think about the Lions premiership teams, 01, 02, 03, because this Thursday night, that match against Collingwood, they'll be celebrating the 20th anniversary of the 2003 grand final against Collingwood. I, I, I want you to rank the grand final wins, the three-peat, in order of most important or most impressive uh, to least. So I'll give you some thinking music. It's called The News with Vanessa. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. We'll be giving away Lions Collingwood tickets this hour. Just want to hear your opinion on the game, on what Chris Fagan should do on the Lions and where they sit right now. Do they need to start pulling the trigger as far as underperforming goes? 13, 13, 55, 04, 67, 736, 736. Mitch Robinson, my guest, as he is every Tuesday. Robbo, before I get you to rank those premiership wins for us, we've got to travel down the M1 because we cannot go any further without mentioning the Suns, their first win of the year, and what a scalp they've taken down the premiers. It definitely was. I was, I was watching that game uh, on the TV on the Sunday, and it was amazing to see the performance from the Gold Coast. They played like... What I, what I thought they could this year, I, I had them as a, the riser in, on the ladder. I thought that would be thereabouts playing finals. So this is a great stepping stone for them. Um, Lekosius, what a absolute beast. A lot of... Yeah, like, five goals too. Oh, a lot of negativity has been put on him in, in the opening few rounds. And he came out and just had an absolute blinder and kicked one from 73 metres. I think he showed on TV that how far <laughs> went from the centre square through the through the sticks. So choose from him. And also, yeah, you got you, you got Lockie Weller, Tazzy product, who's... Coming back from ACL, had 29 touches, and it was just the way that they played. Like they had a lot of vigor and the, the angst, and the way they tackled and pressured was was really good to see from Gold Coast. I'm not a not a big lover of them because obviously we had the big rivalry up here with Lions and them. Mm. But I've been I've been enjoying seeing them. Um, get a big win over Geelong, who pumped us in the prelim last year. Yeah, 73 to 54, the Suns beat Geelong. So. Robbo, is, is it more the Suns playing extremely well or the Premier's just on a slide 0-3 the first time since 1976 that the Premier have gone 0-3? Yeah, they've been questioned a fair bit and, and, and rightly so. When you win the Premiership by such a convincing way, uh, their finals campaign was the best I've seen in a long time uh, last year. And to start the season 3-0 and um, isn't what they would have expected. And I know they've lost their lead leader in Joel Selwood, but, you know, they've, they've also put the captaincy on Dangerfield, who's a pretty handy player himself. But, yeah, they just looked a bit different uh, the way they're, they're playing their footy. I don't really – can't put a finger on it, but just you just they don't seem like they have the hunger like they did last year when we played against them um, a couple of times. So I'm not sure what, what's happening down there in the GMHBA um, inner circle, but – um, you you think they'd still win a lot of games this year and be there about the finals? You just you just I just don't know at the moment. Right off the cats at your own peril, says Robo. Right, let's rank these premierships: o one, o two, o three. Let's have a look. O one against Essendon, the margin twenty six points. 
the second premiership was against Collingwood in 02. Margin, nine points. Close game. And then 03, it was an absolute wipeout. I'm pretty sure the Lions won by about 50, I think, that time. So two against Collingwood, one against Essendon. Robbo, in your mind, which was the best? Oh, that's pretty hard. I think it's up between 2001 and 2002. 2001... They beat Essendon in the grand final, and it all started from that round 10 with uh, with a great quote from Lee Matthews of the old, if they bleed, you can kill them. I think that was it. Yeah. Um, and that really kick-started their season. I think they won. They didn't lose the game after round 10, and they absolutely dominated. But they're in a similar position uh, to the Lions at the moment. Started um, If they lose against Collingwood on Thursday, they would have uh, had the same win-loss record. And yeah, one and There's four. never say never. Oh, Justin three, Bieber, never say never. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd say 2001 was the best. Uh, 2002, I'd have to say, was second uh, with five losses in a great game against um, Collingwood and the Granny. I remember when Burns hit Voss and then Voss came back at him mm. um, with that with that angry look on his face. And then, yeah, I think 2003. <laughs> it's a three-peat, so it's close to being number one. But, yeah, it's... it's, it's that was the that one was that, that Nigel Lappin played him with the busted ribs too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that's probably his most uh, courageous game of his career, but... Yeah, I think 2001 was the best, and then 2002 was second. All right, one, two, and three in that order. 2001, 2002, 2003. Do you agree with Robert? Is that the order you would put them in? 13, 13, 55. In fact, that's how we'll give away the tickets. This And don't forget, yeah. I'll play for the Brisbane Lions, so we get reminded of the glory days all the time. So when I speak to the <laughs> ex-players and all the fans and stuff, they always talk about the grand finals and, why can't you guys get back there? And Well, it's not like we weren't trying fans, like we were trying to get there. It just doesn't happen that easy. Three peats are one of the hardest things in history, so... Do you agree? And make four in a row is well, pretty hard. Exactly. Four grand finals in a row. That's the thing, losing <laughs> yeah. to uh, losing to Port. Uh, Alistair Lynch still serving that million gamers suspension <laughs> too after. <laughs> and didn't land a punch. <laughs> didn't land a punch. 13-13-55. Um, do you agree with Robbo? Is that the order you would rank the grand finals in? Two tickets to give away to the Lions and Collingwood this Thursday night, Easter Thursday. Robbo, I'm going to let you go on this one. It's a text message from Razor. He said, no, what's, oh, Razor, how are you, mate? Mitch declared on Brecky Radio this uh, his morning, sorry, that Morningside would lose and he would get 40 touches and kick eight. Panthers <laughs> won. He only kicked one and didn't get in the best. It cost me my tipping. Please explain. Oh. Well, I'll actually show you the text messages from my coach. Um, <laughs> he said, we might have stitched you up in the, a bit on the best players, mate. Great game. I said, yeah, the old man showed me. I uh, just need to get 40 and a goal next game. He goes, we spoke about trying to hide you. And I said, I don't think there's any hiding. Go on a cop tags most week. I'm a big boy. <laughs> oh. So I'll, I'll put it on the coach, Paul Egan. If he's listening, which I doubt he is, uh, that's on him, not me. So sorry, Razor. appreciate your support. But, um, yeah, I was probably best on. Chat. <laughs> 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 Probably best on. We'll leave it at that. Best to leave it right there. Uh... 13-55-0467-766. There is only one Mitch Robinson. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.